From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus Weekend, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Later in the show, we'll bring you up to speed with the latest activities of the Alabama troubadour, Karen Pell. She'll share how her musical collaborators are found not just in Alabama, but around the world. But first, a visit to the Regional Library for the Blind and Physically Disabled in Montgomery. Our guest, Tim Emmons, Senior Librarian and Reader Advisor, and Carl Wade, longtime patron and member of the Consumer Advisory Committee. Tim Emmons, thank you so much for joining us on location. Yes. Tell the listeners where we are. We are at the in the downstairs conference room of the Alabama Public Library Service in the Department for the Blind and Physically Disabled. You have a <laughs> companion with you yes. on the floor? Yes. His name is Cody. He's not made any noise yet, but he's looking at everything, trying to figure out what we're doing. But he is my guide dog of seven years. How long have you been here, Tim? 17 years. And we have another guest, Carl Wade. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> you are no stranger to this particular library. Not at all. I am a, a longtime user of the service. Uh, I lost my sight in 1990, and within six months, I was a patron, a client. About three years later, I was appointed to the Consumer Advisory Committee for the blind and physically disabled. And I've been on that committee ever since then, about 30 years. And what are some of the things you do on that committee? First off, we manage the donations that come in to the library. We approve the purchase of items that they can't get through normal channels. We manage that fund. We advise the blind and physically disabled section of the library service on the needs of their customers. So speaking of needs, Tim Emmons, you are quite familiar with how many thousand patrons do you have with these needs? I think the total we had come up with was around 8,000 statewide patrons. We serve 64 of the 67 counties, and Talladega serves the other three. Uh, Talladega is a sub-regional library, whereas we're a regional library that was started here in Montgomery they moved all of the collection and everything from Talladega to Montgomery around 1977. This became the area for all of the Braille and talking books. It's been here ever since. So your clients fall in what categories? Blind or visually impaired, I should say, because you can be totally blind or you can be legally blind or have some sort of vision issue. Also, people who have reading disabilities. We do serve people with dyslexia people who can't hold a book or physically turn pages in a book, along with traumatic brain injuries, that type of thing. Tim, I'm thinking a lot of your listeners may be familiar with macular degeneration, yes, so this would be another population that can be served. Absolutely. We have a lot of people who have newly acquired macular degeneration and those that have had it for a while. Serving some 8,000 people statewide as you do, yes. what services can they find here? We offer everything from books in Braille, hard copy Braille, uh, books in audio. We would send you audio books that come on cartridges. We send a lot of things through the mail. Patrons call in their book lists. Sometimes they will also email us. Sometimes they'll even come by with a book list. 
But we will download books and put them on a cartridge, and we send those books out to those patrons. They get everything through the mail, and then they get done and turn the cards back over, and they come directly back to us. So ultimately, this is part of the Library of Congress nationally. Mm -hmm. Carl, as a patron, what kinds of books can you get through this library? All kinds. Every topic in fiction, every genre, nonfiction. You can get books and magazines, newspapers, anything that you could find on the commercial market or in a regular public library, you can find here at at BPD. We furnish the equipment. We send the players. We provide the cartridges that the books are on. We send the players out that the cartridges will go in. And they go from there. And this is all free matter for the blind, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Carl, a minute ago, you and Tim were talking about you can read just about anything through this library. But what about Alabama authors? (laughs) Well, that's the problem. Basically, unless an Alabama author is a best-selling author, then they fall through the cracks. Uh, NLS, National Library Service, at the Library of Congress, they don't pick them up. We don't get to read that much from Alabama authors. But there's a way you recently discovered how to read some Alabama authors. There certainly is. Through Troy Public Radio, there is a podcast that is called Alabama Loud, narrated by Don Noble. He's a retired professor from the University of Alabama. He's got a great voice, and he reads... Alabama authors, all of it short stories that I've read, last about 10, 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, but it's by Alabama authors, and it's about things in Alabama or, or people. The characters are in Alabama or from Alabama. Everything that I've read so far is uh, fiction, and Don is an excellent narrator. It makes Alabama authors and their works accessible to those of us who can't read print. How many podcasts have you been listening to of Don's? He's got about four or five out, but I've listened to every one of them, and they're great. Let's remind the listeners that Don Noble is host of Bookmark on Alabama Public Televisions. Tim, make a comment on this new thing. When Carl called me about this, I really got excited because we don't have a lot of things to do with Alabama authors, and so this was a a great way, and listening is considered reading now. So, I mean, it's a new way of reading and reading authors and finding things that I never would have been able to discover otherwise. So it was awesome to hear that Don had put something like that together. Troy Public Radio also covers parts of Georgia and the Florida panhandle. What do people in those states have access to like this? The people in those states have this same access to libraries in their states. There's the Georgia Regional Library and Sub-Regional Libraries throughout Georgia. Uh, There's also the Pensacola Sub-Regional Library. So literally all of your listeners have access to this if they're blind or physically disabled. What age groups are restricted to this? There are no age restrictions. We always like to tell people from 1 to 93. I read to my little boy, who's now 10, and would get some of the books from here and read to him growing up. So there's a lot of that going on as well. How do you apply to become a patron of the Regional Library for the Blind and Physically Disabled here at APLS? You would either give us a call or send us an email, 
and let us know that you're interested and we would send you an application or there is an application on our website and you would submit that to us and then we put you in the system and within just a matter of, of days, you're set to go. Carl, as a patron, do you have anything to add? It requires verification of the eligibility. Once it's received and approved, uh, the machine goes out and you start ordering books. This is an excellent service. I'm glad I'm a part of it. I'm glad it's here for people like myself, visually impaired people. I'd be lost without it. Tim, is there anything else you'd like to add for your listeners? There's been so much done. Listening is now the new reading. Everybody listens to audiobooks now, and it's been proven that the same parts of your brain that you use to read with are what you use to listen to books with. I want to thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for letting us be a part of this. Joining us were Tim Emmons, Senior Librarian and Reader Advisor, and Carl Wade, longtime patron and member of the Consumer Advisory Committee. We've been on location at the Alabama Public Library Service, the regional library for the blind and physically disabled in Montgomery. You heard us mention the Alabama Aloud podcast with Don Noble. That's produced by Troy Public Radio. And more information about the library is at the toll-free number, 1-800-392-5671. Online, statelibrary.alabama.gov. Coming up, a little music for the long Labor Day weekend. From the Alabama troubadour, Karen Pill. That's just ahead on In Focus Weekend, so stay with us. This is In Focus Weekend, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. You would think a musician who has been given the title the Alabama Troubadour might limit her musical activities to the state, but as you'll hear, that's just not the case for Karen Pell. Pell is best known for her Alabama Troubadour book and songs, as well as the play Fair and Tender Ladies at the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, which featured actor Greta Lambert. In fact, the song you're hearing right now, Wetumpka by Dinnertime, was written by Karen and her longtime collaborator, Niels Matoff of Denmark. They will be making a public appearance next month at New South Bookstore. Homeward bound Karen Pell, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi there, glad to be here. Karen, the last time we played your music on Troy Public Radio was in conjunction with a visit to the Coon Dog Cemetery up in North Alabama, and the folks loved your music. Remind us where that came from. Well, that's part of the Alabama Troubadour Project, and that song is a good coon dog, and uh, it's, it's one of my favorite songs, and I was honored that, that the folks up there still play that song. And that project was part of my uh, graduate program. 
you know, this is 25 years old, so I'm really happy to have something that has given joy to people for that long. And the other good news on Alabama Troubadour, it is now part of the Alabama Archives. That is fantastic. And of course, the Alabama Troubadour book is one of our favorites because you actually visited communities across Alabama and then wrote songs about them. I actually went from the mountains to the seashore, met some fabulous people, heard all these fabulous stories, and then it was easy to be inspired and write the songs. So many of your fans, Karen, remember when you were on stage at the Alabama Shakespeare Festival for Fair and Tender Ladies, and you and your fellow musicians wrote the music for that. How long did it take? That took a couple years. We wrote the music fairly quickly. We're professional songwriters, and we're just used to cranking it out. Then the songs had to be adapted to the script and had to be adapted to the stage, but everybody worked real hard, and the show has been a big success for us. Of course, we always remember Greta as Ivy. She's just so fabulous. And this last summer, we had a production of it at Wetumpka Depot Players, and they did a fine production of it last year. Well, speaking of Wetumpka, there's a song that we led into this interview with called Wetumpka by Dinnertime. What is the story behind Wetumpka by Dinnertime? Well, I wrote that with Niels Matoff, a very talented singer-songwriter from Denmark and good friend of mine. We had some gigs up in um, Coleman, I think, and we, we were coming down the road, and we were seeing all this stuff, and I said, that could be in a song, oh, that could be in a song. So by the time we got to Wetumpka, you know, we were already writing Wetumpka by dinner time. <laughs> I imagine the folks in Wetumpka love this song. It's very catchy. Well, you try to be catchy when you're a songwriter. You keep hoping somebody will remember these songs. <laughs> well, Karen, you are about to make a personal appearance in September at the New South Bookstore. What's this about? Well, the New South Bookstore is just featuring a lot of events lately, and I've gotten lucky to be on the slate. Niels, whom I wrote Wetumpka by Dinner Time with, is coming into Montgomery. He hasn't been here in a long time, and he's coming in, and so we're going to do a stories and songs at New South Bookstore. We're going to sing some songs, and we're going to tell some stories about our times together and, and how these songs came to be. Niels Matoff. You've known for decades, and he's from Denmark. How in the world did you and some of the other songwriters that you've written with get together? We met in Nashville. Nashville is an international crossroads. You can meet songwriters from any place. For some reason or another, I just attracted the ones from Scandinavia. Don't ask me. It's all mystical. Well, tell us more about Niels, because he will be appearing with you. September 28th at 5.30 at the New South Bookstore in downtown Montgomery. He and I have been writing for, gosh, we hate to admit it, maybe 30 years, maybe more than that. And we've been to a lot of different places. Whenever I was out in Arizona, he came out there. And we started traveling. We've been to Paris and Mexico. We've been to different places. And we always get inspired and often write a song about where we've been. So this year, he just decided that he wanted to come here to Montgomery. We're so excited to be at the New South Bookstore where we're going to sing songs and tell stories. Well, you have a number of CDs out. One, of course, is Fair and Tender Ladies, and another is the Old Alabama Town Review, which everybody has loved through the years. That CD, was he on that one? 
Well, his song is on it. That vocal is uh, yours truly rendering. But uh, Love is Still a Mystery that opens it and that I have used to open the review for now 10 years plus uh, is a song that Niels and I wrote while we were working out in Nashville. Karen, I want to remind the listeners that not only are you a songwriter and a singer, you are also an author. You and Carol King have done a number of books together. One is Classic Restaurants of Montgomery, and yet you've gone back to Nashville and written another one. What's that one about? Well, I wrote that about restaurants, too, but only two restaurants, the Midtown Cafe and the Sunset Grill. They were both owned by my friend Randy Rayburn. I wanted to write like a memoir and and a tribute to those restaurants because they were real important to me and still are important. And so we did a kind of staff profile and memoir and even recipes and put it together, and it's a nice book. The Humanities Council really liked the book, and so they're going to feature the book and Randy and I at the Southern Festival of the Book in Nashville at the end of October. You have a busy fall, it sounds like. I have a busy fall. I do. I'm going to be running all around, having fun, reading, singing, all kinds of stuff. Karen, for the rest of us, it's a mystery how you as a writer transpose your writing into songwriting. It seems to come naturally to you, does it? It is. It's, I can't even shut it off sometimes. You know, you be an open window. You have to let it flow through you. For instance, I remember writing the coon dog song, but I remember sitting there and when it came to me, a good coon dog goes, woo, woo, woo. I asked my muse, I said, oh no, come on, come on, that's silly. My muse says, no, they're going to love it. And so I carried on and everybody just howls right along with me. Everybody loves that song. Were you sitting in the Coon Dog Cemetery when you wrote it or were you remembering it? I was remembering it, but I went to the cemetery. I spent a lot of time there. If you listen to the song, I've put several of the epitaphs in the song. That came from, you know, being so inspired by being at the Coon Dog Cemetery. Do you have a website so your listeners can keep up with you? Yes, I do. They can Google me and they'll go to WordPress. I don't think there's music on it. There's a blog and there's a a schedule about where I'm uh, tromping off to next. But let's circle back around your next appearance in Montgomery, September 28th. And what time and where? It's at the New South Bookstore, which is such a happening place, at 5.30 on the 28th. I believe that's a Thursday evening to tell stories and and sing songs. Karen, it's been such a great visit with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carolyn. That was Montgomery singer, songwriter, and author Karen Pell. And if you're curious about Karen's coon dog song, you can hear it on YouTube. The song you're hearing right now is Love is Still a Mystery. Thanks for joining us for this Labor Day weekend edition of In Focus. And if you're in the mood for more music, join us Monday on the radio or download our podcast. We'll be speaking with singer-songwriter Bob Corley, who has a list of songs about work for our noteworthy song series. We hope you catch us on the radio at 12.40 p.m. this Labor Day. But if you're out and about and miss it, just download our podcast at NPR One or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, happy to labor for you as the host of In Focus Weekend. This is Troy Public Radio.